I'm in. Or at least that's what she said. Wait, why is she in? Opening communications. Initializing Altarian frequency. Establishing connections. Designations. DJ. Dude Link. Connected. Scotty. Dude Link. Connected. Raven. Dude Link. Connected. Jero. Dude Link. Connected. Vixie. Dude Link. Unavailable. Kaiser. Dude Link. Unavailable. Alrighty, welcome to DudeCast 2020. If this is your first time here or you haven't done so yet, head over to facebook.com slash dudesfromalteria or reddit.com slash r slash dudesfromalteria and give us a like or follow and then go over to dudesfromalteria.com and check out our dudes shirts, listen to other episodes, or submit us some suggestions. I'm DJ and today I've been joined by Scotty and Raven to just kind of shoot the shit. Alright, so how did you almost die? Okay, so it was Sunday night getting ready for bed and as i do when i get ready for bed is i take some meds mostly like advil and sometimes some allergy pills so that i can breathe a little bit better at night because for whatever reason my nose gets super stuffy when i go to bed anyway take my pills and i'm chugging my water as i usually do get like a nice good amount of water in something felt weird something felt a little different about drinking water so i you know finished drinking my water and as I'm trying to breathe, nothing happens. Then I realized the water that I have just tried to consume did not go down into my stomach, but rather into my lungs. That's not where water belongs. <laughs> so I immediately start to cough. And I'm coughing, and my body's trying to do that jerk reaction of trying to inhale air, because it needs air. Yeah. But I can't get any air. I can sure cough my head off, but I can't pull in any air. So I continue doing that for a while. And we're now getting past the minute mark and my situation isn't changing. So I was like, well, bathroom's not too far. My body is in pretty bad situation where it thinks it needs to throw up in order to get oxygen. And in my brain, I'm like, body, you're so fucking stupid. Like you're this most advanced piece of machinery <laughs> ever built. But you feel that throwing up right now at this particular moment is going to help me breathe. You are fucking retarded. So I go to the bathroom anyway, because now I'm like drooling like some brainless idiot and I'm just standing over the sink and, you know, I'm still trying to get some air and like now I'm getting like little bits of air, but not a whole lot to actually inflate my lungs full of air. Right. And through this entire time, like mentally I'm calm. Death is not something that's scary to me. It's something that can happen at any moment. I'd be like, eh, this is what's going to happen. But at the same time, like I was super mad about it. I was like, really? This is how I'm going to go out? Something simple as drinking fucking water and I'm going to die because of it. I let out a pretty good, pretty good hefty cough. So this is about almost two minutes in. Just coughed as hard as I possibly could. And now I'm able to draw some very, very strained breaths of air, which luckily for me being as calm as I was internally in my head, I was able to just kind of adjust everything else to meet that calmness so that I can slowly but surely breathe in enough air so that I got the oxygen I needed. And the whole time I'm just sitting there standing at the sink looking in the mirror and I'm like, this is just fucking stupidest thing. My wife's going to come home from hanging out with her friends to find me dead in the bathroom 
on the floor. And when they do their autopsy, they're going to see that the cause of death was because he drowned himself accidentally <laughs> from drinking fucking water. Yeah, it's probably a good thing that you don't have an autoerotic sophistication fetish. Yeah, there was there was no boners happening during this event <laughs> at all. Your wife comes home, you're dead on the floor with a fucking full mass. <laughs> <laughs> Drown yourself and... Uh, yeah, that's my near-death experience for the week. I'm fucking horrible. Yeah, I'm still kind of pissed about it, because... <laughs> the question now is, do you need to be supervised when you have a cup of water? Well, apparently, I, I can only eat drink through straws now. Like, drinking water out of a cup on my own, without any sort of device, is probably not very good for me, because I... I just might accidentally drown myself again. Yeah, don't drown yourself. Been enough death in my life this last that three weeks. Did crash my mind. I was just like, great, everybody's dying. I'm next, but mine's from something really fucking stupid. Like, how are you going to show up to my funeral? And they're like, oh, man, well, how did he pass away? It's just water went down the wrong pipe. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> I mean, I would tell everybody you died with a boner, just so you know. <laughs> Well, thanks. I, I, I would appreciate that on the afterlife because I'm like, at least there was some pizzazz to that rather than, oh, he was just drinking fucking water and went down the wrong pipe. For fuck's sake. Especially if it would have happened this week, I would have been like, really? Fuck. I mean, I probably wouldn't have heard about it because your wife wouldn't have told me. Oh, yeah. I would. I'm sure she would contact everybody that she knew that I knew. Oh, yeah. She would just send me a message in Orgasmatrons. That's right. I forgot yeah. she was in there. I was like, how would she get a hold of me then? And I was like, she has my email because she was my editor for a minute. Yep. But the rest of the dudes, you guys are screwed. No, that's no that's DJ would tell us. Yeah, I'd tell you. I'd be like, so all I know is he died with a boner. <laughs> well, I appreciate that DJ would definitely step up the, the death game and be like, just the boner lasted too long when he, <laughs> he died <laughs> from it. <laughs> but Viagra has that warning. If it's up too long, just heart can't take it. But I was going for a marathon. All right. 12 hour plus. <laughs> he went for that 43rd. Oh, jeez. But it's just crazy that as complicated as our bodies are and how they're built, that's something so, I don't even know what the right word is for it. It's some, something that's a basic skill or something that's very simple for your body to process or what it's supposed to do. It just has this brain fart of, you know what sounds great? <laughs> Normally we put water. <laughs> in your throat that goes down to your stomach, but what would happen if we actually put it in the lungs? You might be a fish now, right? <laughs> Sounds like your if-then statement failed. Yeah. You need some debugging. Yeah. It's like, how, how does the code go so wrong on such a basic fucking task? If water, breathe that shit in! <laughs> uh, like some random-ass professor brain cell in my head just went like, you know what, Eureka... I have figured out a way that he can breathe water. Let's try it, fellas. <laughs> he did this for nine months in the womb. <laughs> but little did we know that he looked like SpongeBob SquarePants. But we didn't really realize that until we've already done the test and it was too late. <laughs> right? Stupid brain. What do I need you for? Obviously, you don't even take care of my breathing properly. So that's a story about how I almost died this week. Ooh, well, I'm glad you didn't die. I appreciate that. Kind of sad I don't get to tell people you died with a boner, but I'll get over it. Because that's what I want to know, like, from my <laughs> death for people when they come to my funeral. Just something so outrageously <laughs> inappropriate, like audio erotic exfiliation, something, I can't remember. Right. 
he died while coming. <laughs> like, who's going to get up at the podium and not say something like that and laugh? Like, if I go out, please I could be do laughing it. about it. I could do it. I could keep a straight face. could definitely keep that line. I don't know. That would be a tough one for you, I think. <laughs> be like, Justin died from suffocation. But. But. He got one last load off. <laughs> <laughs> Justin died from asphyxiation, which happened to be his fetish. No, it would be a newfound one. It was my first time. <laughs> Nothing about that sounds great at all. No, not for you. Well, not for me. I mean, if some people are into it, that's totally cool. I don't judge. I just don't see that putting myself on the brink of death to have the best orgasm of my life sounds very fun to me. Like, I want the best orgasm of my life, but I'm not <laughs> going to be on the brink of death to get to it. Yeah, I'm not going to deprive my brain of oxygen just so that I can bust a nut. Bust the best damn nut of my life. He went out doing what he <laughs> does best. Busting a nut. <laughs> Part of me that kind of hopes that that's how my dad goes out so that I can say that. Yeah, because we could see him doing that. And everybody there would totally be like, yeah, that's not even disrespectful. <laughs> it's somebody that you know that well. Like, I have one friend that's like that. And we would all laugh about it, but we'd all be sad about it at the same time. Just like Baco was a good man, but sometimes he just took his fetishes just a little too far. <laughs> Sorry. I shouldn't laugh at death. Yeah. For some people, it's a coping mechanism. Sometimes it's like for me, for instance, a way to, you could die for the most stupidest things, even if it's very simple, like your body's basic simple test. It's like, well, I was going to pee that day, but then my bladder exploded, and then the doctors couldn't get to me in time. So, right. And by the time that happened, then I was able to finally urinate, and then that's how I died, because I couldn't piss myself. It's like, wait, what? Yep. I don't know if I told you the joke that I told Jen the night that I found out that my sister died. Mm -mm. I'm going to flamingo this, vo this joke out, so everybody's aware it's not going to appear in the recording. One joke later. <laughs> 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 she was like how can you do that right now i'm like this is how i cope <laughs> but it's true this is what i'm processing you know to be honest that's exactly what i would say would have said because it would just occur to me at that point that that's what happened and this is probably why i don't take serious things too serious i've never have i guess i process it in my own time or in my own way but it's always the comic the comic relief side of things was what usually comes out of my mouth during a very serious situation. Right? Look, I'm glad everybody's ready to be super serious about what's going on right now. But for me, my brain is just like, dude, this joke is gold and you need to tell it right now. It's like, you're not supposed to laugh at a funeral. And I'm like, dude, you don't even feel sad. Get the hell out of here, you sociopath. How do you know what I'm supposed to do at a funeral? You're 10. He's 11. I was guessing. Well, that's what happens at funerals, too, sometimes. It's like, well, at least for me, you kind of fill the room, pan it out, and you look at different people, and some are mourning because they're, you know, close to that person, and there's some that are just like, I can't believe I'm fucking here right now, and then there's other people that are like, you want to smoke this shit? <laughs> I got it's some like, ecstasy for you. Dude, I got some good, good weed right now. You want to go out back and smoke real quick? If you don't want to be there, then just don't be there. Yeah. Don't if show up and then rub up all over. About it, and I, that's that's your prerogative. But you know, if you don't want to be there, if you don't have any relation to somebody, 
it's like, yes, you're there to support the family and everything like that. But it's totally clear on some people's faces. It's just like, oh my fucking God, I really hate this place. It's like, okay, well, you don't really have to be here. See you later. Bye. Just come in, say your grace or say, hey, sorry for your loss. Sign the no. stupid book and leave. Yeah. It's like, you don't even have to sign the it. book. Just, just sign the stupid in. book. And that way, when they look at the book later, they're like, oh, he was there. I didn't see him. And the same thing goes for like weddings, right? I know for some women, it's their, or some couples rather, uh, it's their big day. And they invited 500 people to show up at this wedding. If I don't know you that well, but I know somebody that knows you, that knows you really well, and the catering's good, I'm definitely going to show up for your free food. I'm actually right. also happy that you're getting married. But for me to have a personal one-on-one with you while you have that many people at your wedding, I'm not going to have the time. So once your busy lifestyle gets down to where we can do like one-on-one or in a small group, there's no reason for me to really be there. <laughs> right? While you're standing in that line and everybody's lining up to uh, shake your hand and congratulate you, I'm going to go over here. I'm going to eat some food. I'm going to sign your book and I'm going to leave. Right. If the food's good enough, I'll stick around and I'll have more and maybe that line will die down and then I'll come over and say something. But Because in uh, those places, I'm usually like, open bar, dude. And then, you know, that shows what kind of person I am. But no, if it's like a, a smaller <laughs> get together or there's like, it's with your closest friends, for example, there's like maybe just throwing a number out there, like 50 max. Cause you have like your parents, your family's parents and everybody like that. And it's not full of like 10 year olds and under running around causing a shit fest because parents, all of your mom's coworkers, because she's got to invite everybody she knows because her little boy or little girl's getting married. Yeah. Please don't be hurt or take it personally that I'm not there. I'm glad that you're getting married to your SO, but at the same time, I'm an introvert. I don't like crowds. And if you're the only person I know, grooms or bride, and that's the only person I know, I'm sorry, but this makes me feel really uncomfortable being here, and I don't want to mingle with anybody here. Yeah. So what it was like at the last wedding I went to. See, the last wedding I went to, I was at the dinner. I thought it was a rehearsal dinner. They're like, okay, and we're going to do this toast. So I downed the drink because I was thirsty. It was just like Martinelli cider. And then they, somebody else gets up and they're like, oh, we're going to do another one. I'm like, wait, what? And my sister's like, dude, you drank it all? Hang on, let's get it. Let's get you more. I'm like, hang on, I got this. I pull a Mountain Dew out of my pocket. Because <laughs> I keep Mountain Dew in my pocket and I fill my glass back. I'm like, we're good. They're like, all right, let's go. My man, with that emergency dew. None of that, none of that story surprises me. None of it at all. <laughs> yeah, the last wedding I went to was Jason's wedding. And yeah, I got there and I'm surrounded by a bunch of people who I actually know, but I haven't talked to since high school. And I'm just like, you guys are all kind of losers. I'm kind of judging him. For that he still hangs out with you guys. <laughs> and then the only person there who I wasn't judging him for still hanging out with, my wife doesn't really like him. So I'm trying to keep those two from talking to each other because she hasn't quite realized who he is yet. Let's preface this by at least you got an invite to that one. I did not get an invite. Okay, your wife got an invite to that my one? My wife got an invite because he was marrying one of her friends. And her friend was like, the reason you don't like him anymore is stupid. So... We're inviting her, and if he comes, he comes. And you're going to go over and thank him for showing up. And that was awkward. I <laughs> because I should have been like, look, bro, don't worry. I promise I'm not going to try and sleep with this one. 
Try and get yeah. him to hit me at his wedding. Yeah, the the last the last wedding I I went to was uh, one of my friend's weddings. Met met him while I was working at Shopco, and I had one of those fun late night works at the old Hill Air Force Base. Woo! But I still wanted to make it out to his wedding and everything like that, and say congrats to both him and his wife. Very cool people. Just the kind of characters that we are. They understood that I didn't dress up. Because I just came from work, but I just wanted to make sure that I'm there. I said my piece and was able to sign the book, even though I made a glaring spelling error, which still will haunt me for the rest of my life. (laughs) You misspelled your name? No, I spelled my name right, but uh, I actually don't remember exactly what I wrote. But I know that I misspelled one of the words, and you know that's going to be in their book for all of eternity. Yeah, they probably don't even have it anymore. It was a short stay. It was definitely one of those... Over off to your right, we have our D&D players, and over to the left, we have everybody that is normal society that does stuff <laughs> over at us, like we're, we're the weird ones when we're all like, yeah, we're not the weird ones, they are. So, <laughs> it was a good wedding, and I'm glad that I was able to make it out when I did, and only drove past the church a few times. I don't think, it, maybe it was a church. Anyway, it was one of those situations where Google Maps is like, well, here's the church, and I'm like... This can't be the place. Can they have it in the LDS church when they're not LDS? How does this work? <laughs> uh, but it was good times. I'm glad they got together. It was, it was kind of a rough go for them for a while, but I guess finally everything kind of aligned and they were able to get married and they're still married today. So kudos. Sweet. I don't have yep. any interesting emergency Mountain Dew <laughs> weddings that I've been to. That's yeah, what my sister gets. She knew what was likely to happen when she invited me there. Whose wedding was it? My sister's. Huh. Y- your neighbor's? <laughs> My neighbor. Yep. Was it her wedding? Oh, man. I think she even told me that story. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> that sounds like, like a story. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've heard that story from her. I just downed the whole thing. They're like, there's more. Oh. oh. My bad. Huh. There's not a bottle near here. There's, I got my own. Since it was Martinelli Cider... The Mountain Dew also looked the right kind of color. <laughs> I was like, all right. It looked like a, a sour Martinelli, but... The only thing that would make the story better is if it was a dew shine. <laughs> no, they didn't have that yet. I know. If they did, it totally would have been. Oh. Uh, yeah, so there we have it. We've talked about death. We've talked about weddings. We've talked about funerals. I'm glad I'm at that point in my life where I'm done with weddings. Because mm-hmm. at this point, all my friends are married. That's not true. Are you going to have a wedding? Or are you going to... Probably not. Probably be justice of the peace and just get it done and over with. Because that's usually, once you reach your mid-30s, that's usually what happens. Is It's no more, oh, I'm going to have this big wedding. It's like, fuck this. I'm just going to the judge. I'm going to have him sign the shit off. Dude, that was how me and my wife's wedding was. I said, what we can do is you can get all ministered up and then you can do it yourself however you want. Yeah courthouse wedding was the way to go that's how me and my wife did it and it was just immediate family which was our parents grandparents and i kind of flubbed up and invited my friend because he was my best friend and i'm like dude you're totally coming to my wedding even though it's a courthouse wedding and for being poor at that time or not being well off financially everything worked out i even had a friend help pay for that as well but uh that was the lowest stress wedding I've ever been at, and I wish more weddings were like that. Yeah. Because then you can throw like a house party afterwards. Exactly. 
And then the people that actually wanted to come over and hang out or whatever, it's not awkward. Everybody doesn't have to dress up. Because me personally, I don't like dressing up. Like, if you want me in a shirt, suit, and tie, it's got to be fucking good. Or I really would rather show up in a pair of, like, a nice shirt and jeans. Yeah. See, Raven, here's how it's got to work. You got to have your wedding. Just go to the courthouse, get it done and over with. Then have your sister throw something over at her house with all of your family. Then when you get sick of that, just come over to my house and we'll have like pulled pork or something. I'll throw something on the smoker. I'll have it done by the time you're done with all that other shit. Apparently I own a smoker. Yep. It's over at her house. I did realize though that I'm getting to that point where my nieces and nephews are starting to get old enough that they're going to get married. Maybe with my family, you never know if they'll actually get married or if they'll just (laughs) move in with them and stay there forever. Uh, uh, So I did have some stuff that I was going to talk about. Some important things. We got important things? Eh, not really important. Just like, hey, we need stuff to talk about, so let's bullshit about this for a little. I did. See if I wrote them down. Marriages and funerals. and Marriages, funerals, death. I saw an awesome cartoon the other day about death. Okay. So first panel is death's boss calling death saying, dude, where are you? Next pain, death's like, well, you know how when someone dies, they can me for their soul boss like yeah that's the standard procedure like yeah dude totally didn't plan on this guy and it shows an old dude with the dm screen propped up in front of him (laughs) all right let's add the paladin to the party oh my god he's pulling out another rule book uh we're not gonna make it back anytime soon i'm like that is so true oh that is pretty perfect this whole week's been kind of shitty as far as, like, I've searched, I spent a little bit of time the last couple of days, like, we got to find some topics. I guess we could talk about how Sony bailed on E3. whoop de fucking do They bailed on E3? Yeah, due to coronavirus concerns, they bailed on E3. Oh, well, I think a lot of people have been doing that. Which, it was a shock because Sony was scheduled to unveil the PlayStation 5 at E3. Why unveil it when some of us have already seen it? Shut up! Wait, you've seen it? I mean, what? Flamingo? <laughs> like, for real, you've seen it? I'm not I'm not asking if you've touched it, if you've played it, if you know any specs, just have you actually... And I'm assuming what you've seen probably isn't even its final design. It's probably like some sort of test developer design. It's still a test design. I haven't seen the actual, but I kind of see the direction that they're going with what it's supposed to look like. And I'm like, that's going to look nice. It's going to be better than the Xbox tube thing. I think they... Didn't they reveal what it was going to look like? The PlayStation 5. Or did they just reveal the controller? They did a reveal a couple months ago on something. I can't remember what it was. I heard something pretty cool about our local convention out here. Oh? Adam Savage is going to be there. I knew you'd say that. I've seen that guy in action. He's pretty awesome. So I think they released just the look. Well, yeah, the controller's going to be exactly the same. Sorry, kids. But the console- Oh, I don't believe that. Actually, I would believe that it looks like the updated DualShock 4. Because it doesn't make sense to me that they'd release a new DualShock 4, what is it, not even a year away from the PS5's release? Can I pop your bubble? Just go boop. Sure. It's going to look exactly the same. There's minor changes to the way it looks. Yeah. <laughs> the dev controller, when we got our second batch or whatever, I was just like, people are going to probably lose their shit over the way the console looks, and that's totally fine, because that's what's going to really win the show. But the controller... Hopefully not too many people are going to bitch about it because 
it's still the same controller. Things are just a little bit different. Yeah. And I'm assuming when you say the same, you're talking about the version two of the DualShock 4, not version one. And yeah, that's basically what I assumed. The only thing I was wondering is whether or not it would end up with a USB-C instead of micro USB. When they released the patch for the PlayStation 3, let's use DualShock 4s with it. And then I found out that a DualShock 4 updated version was coming out like basically a year before the PlayStation 5 was supposed to come out. I was pretty confident that any changes that were done with the DualShock 5 were going to be superficial. Sony's smart. They know what they have with the DualShock. They know that everybody that uses their console loves that controller. They don't have to reinvent the controller every fucking time they release a new console. Xbox finally... Well, I guess Xbox has never really done any big changes to theirs, but... They've made theirs more ergonomic. Yeah, small button layout changes, but nothing huge. It's not like Nintendo, where every time you get a new controller, it's... Well, every system is a new controller, and... Dude. Some systems have eight different controllers that you gotta worry about. That stupid shit. Those dev kits piss me the fuck off. Are you kidding me? (laughs) I've heard the Switch dev kit is a really tricky device. I don't even know why they tried to send us like a mock version of the handheld version because it's so completely different and cumbersome and it's a pain in the ass and it's also a piece of shit. They're getting better, hopefully. But this last batch that I got in, I'm like, you guys got to stop fucking around with the design. Like, it's the same goddamn hardware. You just added better cooling for, you know, the retail unit. But this, this is ridiculous. Like, this is why people don't really want to develop on your console if it's not like AAA games. is because it's expensive as fuck. Oh, yeah. And then the way to hook this up to develop on it is very cumbersome to us as developers. So streamline your goddamn shit it's been how many years now (laughs) right i was reading on an indie developer forum about the switch development kit because somebody was like hey i'm an indie developer and i want to develop for the switch i don't want to develop for the playstation or the xbox i like the switch i was like oh sweet if i ever develop something i want to do it on the switch what do you got to do so i open up the thing and i'm reading it and everybody on there who actually did get their hands on one was like, dude, don't do it. Unless you're a big studio, don't even try to get it because you're going to have to jump through a thousand hoops. If you do get one, it's not going to work. You're going to need a tech support guy who knows exactly what he's doing to fix it. You're going to end up just wasting a ton, ton of time. And these are indie developers who would manage to jump through the hoops and get a, get their hands on one. Like every one of them was like, I ended up sending it back and deciding I was going to develop on a different console. And every one of them wanted to develop on the Switch because it can go from handheld to actual on TV. There's no documentation that comes with it. Like, I don't know how much that article goes in for you, but there's no documentation. The documentation that comes with it is in in English and in Japanese. And they both say the same thing in both languages. And it's one sheet of paper. So like the instructions for the actual Switch. Right. And then outside of that, it's all you. You have to go to... Nintendo's dev site, which is not very intuitive whatsoever. And then you now have to figure out how to get the SDK for it. When you get the SDK, you have to load it in Visual Studio, do all kinds of weird finagling to get it to understand where you've made a bug in the code or not, which it shouldn't be that difficult because with SDK, you load their shit in and it's fucking phenomenal. It's like, dude, we're telling you exactly where you have a bug. 
with Nintendo's SDK. It's like, well, it's kind of in this area. I mean, we're still going to run the software, but there's like this huge memory leak, but it's fine. It's still working. It's running. We think it's here, but we're going to run it anyway. And there's some developers who will continue like, oh, well, hey, the software is running. Who gives a shit that there's a memory? With a studio like ours, we can see that it's causing a problem, but we don't know exactly where it is. So they have to go back and read through lines of code to figure out where it's at. And then they're like, okay, so if we continue to let it do what it's doing right now, it's going to crash the game at this point, which we didn't know that 20 hours ago. That's how long it took us to find where that bug was. Wow. So long story short, Nintendo has growing pains when it comes to their dev kits. I highly don't recommend anybody to have it unless they're obviously a bigger studio. But it's really like false advertising at this point to say we welcome indie developers open arms when they can't even get their dev kit straight. They welcome them. They just are not going to help them out any. Yeah, there, there's definitely no support. It's like, we'll give you what we've baked so far. And we don't know if it's underbaked or overbaked. We'll leave that to you to find out. Sweet. Oh, yeah, it's salmonella from that. That's not our fault. That's your fault. Enjoy our potato. It's potatoy. Definitely a potato. Huh? Eh. They could have just sent us a potato in the box. We'd all have a good laugh and we'd just throw it away. <laughs> oh, dude, you throw it in the oven. You make a baked potato. Oh, right. Add some bacon and some cheese. Some sour cream. Uh, if you need to. But definitely some bacon. I mean, if we want to talk more on the dev side, we're concerned that we haven't gotten any new Xbox dev kits. So for the Scarlet project for Xbox. Sorry. We have nothing to go on. And we're not sure what's, what's the holdup from Xbox. Let's get real here. Who was the genius? That was like, they call our console the sex box. Now let's add the word Scarlet in there. <laughs> I don't know. <sighs> they probably only send it over to the people who did the exclusive contracts for launch games. Yeah. With the Switch, it's kind of sad because I do have a bunch of friends who like to make video games. And I was starting to get to a point where I was like, maybe I'll just try and get them all to work together on a video game instead of everybody going in their own direction. And like do an RPG based around my Blood Knight universe and put it on the Switch. But then I started reading all of this stuff about how shitty it is to develop for the Switch. And I'm like, well, I'm personally of the opinion that the future of RPGs, console RPGs, is on the Switch. The PlayStation, the Xbox, they're stationary. You can't take them around. They're going to be the future of games that you can sit down, you can play for a little bit, and then walk away. When it comes to a JRPG on a console, People are going to do it on the Switch because you can take the Switch with you. You're sitting at a wedding that you don't want to be at. You can be on your Switch. You're sitting at a funeral you don't want to be at. You can be on your Switch. You have access to it more often. So you're going to be able to play these longer games like a RPG that's going to be 60, 70 hours of gameplay. Speaking of an RPG from olden times, have you seen on Netflix the new Dragon Quest movie? Yeah. That's pretty awesome. I have to say. It's ending pissed me off pretty bad. Yeah, but the fact that it becomes... Hey, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. It's not spoiler that ending. That twist at the end just totally cheapened the entire story that they were telling it. All of the emotional impact of the story just went away as soon as that twist appeared. Yeah, I was actively engaged in it. 
up until then. And then I'm like, ah. But yeah, Dragon Quest, good good game from olden times. So did this movie really like spend the first 20 minutes making you think his dad was going to be the hero? And then the middle part of the movie, getting you convinced that he was going to be the hero, but then switch it over for the last half of the movie that he was searching for the real hero just to switch it around and jump you ahead again so that we can follow his son? Like, what? And I was totally invested in it because that was like an awesome concept to me. And then it gets to that point right there at the end where it has that final twist to the story. And I was like, all of the emotional impact of everything that came before this is gone now because of what you just revealed. <sighs> That's why it pissed me off. But it was a good movie. Yeah, pretty awesome. I do recommend checking. Just know that the twist at the very end is going to be like, are you serious? That is stupid. Why would you do that? Actually, I take it back. The twist at the end was pretty brilliant, but it took away all of the emotional impact of the movie. And a good chunk of that movie was building the emotional impact. Sounds like a rookie move. A move that made it so that the first time you watch it, you're like, oh, crap. Did that really just happen? But then you're like, well, I never want to watch that again because... (laughs) It's like a M. Night Shyamalan movie where you go and you see it just for the twist. And then once you know what the twist is, the movie's not good anymore. Like the sixth sense. It's only good up until you know that the dude's already dead. Wait, what? I'll be honest. I've never seen the sixth sense. (laughs) I didn't know that the kid was dead. The kid's not dead. No, Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis Bruce Willis is dead and the kid can see dead people. And Unbreakable, that one's still good. Is that the one with Mr. Glass? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's still pretty good. That one was done in a way where even knowing, like you can appreciate the earlier parts, the earlier conversations with Mr. Glass, knowing that he's, knowing the twist that's coming with his character. Knowing that he's the bad guy. Yeah. Actually makes you appreciate what's happening even more because you can see the way that all of it's going to play out. But like the rest of his movies. I didn't realize that Unbreakable was M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah. It's his only good movie, in my opinion. Oh, what else did I want to talk about? I wanted to talk about consoles. We didn't talk about what I wanted to talk about with consoles. What did you want to talk about with consoles? I was going to ask what you guys want to see in the next generation of consoles, because they're like all of the magazines are saying stuff like, oh, this one's got this graphics processor, and this one's going to be able to do that. And they're basically doing the same old shit that every generation we go through, where which one's going to be... Which one's going to have the better whatever? But the other day, I saw an article that said that customers don't give a shit about any of that anymore. All they care about is the price tag. Which, yes, I agree. I very much care about what the price tag of my next generation console is going to be. I personally think that the next most important thing is backwards compatibility, if it's got it or not. Because I'm sick of having a library of games that, as soon as the new console comes out, I have to keep my old console just to keep playing them or shit can them yeah or they just sit there on my shelf like oh once my playstation died because it was 13 years old now i've got nothing i can play my playstation games on um where i come from on that has been around for many many years is back in the day playstation 3 and younger is that consoles used to create their own processors And those processors might have been made by IBM. They might have been made by some other conglomerate, which is basically chips that they've already been making, but they've been changed or configured in a way that works better or works best for the console. Like for the example, with the 
PlayStation 3 having, I believe, 64 megs of VRAM, an off-branded NVIDIA graphics chip, and their cell engine, which is their processor, was all custom-made for the PlayStation 3. And people would argue that, you know, PlayStation 3 is better than the Xbox 360 and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, the Xbox 360, for example, was another NVIDIA chip, but kind of off-branded or built specifically for the Xbox. At those times, hardware was really important because it really didn't matter. Well, I guess it mattered at that point because one of them had strengths and weaknesses, but nobody really knew what those were because you couldn't compare that on paper because each of the architecture was different and unique to each of the systems at that time. Even way back in like Nintendo 64 days and everything like that, they were all engineered a certain way to benefit the console or the system themselves and having programmers and dedicated people that would create games for them. Now we move into the world where everything's ran on AMD. (laughs) Yeah, it is. With everybody, both PlayStation and Xbox, now running the same Jaguar AMD Generation Next CPU and GPU on board, there's not really a competition anymore. Yes, one might be clocked a little bit faster, but it all depends on how it's utilized based off of the kernel and the software that both systems use. Could I run Xbox games on a PlayStation? Meh, maybe, but it would take a significant amount of work and software change in order for that to happen. Would I recommend it? No, that's a waste of time. X86 architecture is going to be the same across the board. It just depends on how you utilize it and how you master your craft and making sure that the game runs on those particular systems. Um, I know that there's probably people out there that are like, well, Justin, how does this differ from having your own computer? Well, again, it comes down to software. If software is written and utilized with the hardware that it's running on, it's going to run at its peak efficiency. Saying that I can get this game that's made for the PS4 to run on my PC. Well, in theory, yes, that could possibly happen. That game was specifically ran to run on PS4 software. And even though I'm running an x86 architecture on my computer, doesn't mean I could just feed it into my PC. The controls are different. The way the software handles different things that happen in the game at certain times are different. There's a lot of differences in that, in that aspect. The same thing with the Xbox. With that being said, and that kind of news being spread, that congratulations, everybody, we're all in the same architecture now. Now, who's going to beat who? Kind of like, well, shit, now there's no difference really in hardware, so it's about the games. On that note, it's also how many different builds of the x86 architecture are there? Well, there's quite a few. The best build is very much based on what's it going to be used for. Right. Like emulators. If you own the license for what you're emulating, that's the way to do it. And though you might be able to emulate a Dreamcast on your PC, that's not going to function very well. Because though the architecture of one is able to facilitate that, it's not designed for it. Right. The biggest hurdle for PlayStation, Sony, and their backwards compatibility is the PlayStation 2. Because the PlayStation 2 had a special stupid-ass little chip that was on the board that handled specific things that it was just a special chip that did special things. (laughs) And the problem has always been, how do they emulate that? Everything else, they can emulate. The PlayStation 1, they've gotten to a point now 
where emulation on PlayStation 1 games is simple. And within the PlayStation 3, they actually have the capability in the OS to run the PlayStation 1 games, but it just doesn't happen for whatever reason. I'm not sure what. When it comes to emulation on that stuff, especially with the PlayStation 2 and the Emotion chip, that specific task that the chip does, everything's programmed around how that works. Right. When you make a new system that's on, you know, the x86 architecture, which I believe the Emotion chip was not, that would require software to do all the work for it, which at that point requires more computational power to emulate that and the background of doing the software and the mathematics behind that chip and what it's supposed to do that's more overhead for the program to compute in order for it to make it emulate that chip yeah and you need a distributed architecture like the thing with the playstation 3 is they had the cell processor you brought that up Mm -hmm. from what i understand they never fully utilized the cell processor so they could have easily designed in the operating system one of those cores in the cell processor to be used specifically to emulate the emotion chip. But Sony just didn't put the manpower toward doing that. With the, Well, maybe they did. I don't know. Maybe they tried doing that and they couldn't ever get it to work right. And that's the reason later PlayStation 3s never ended up with the ability to do backwards compatibility. And then with PlayStation 4, they wanted to do it server side where Basically, they had a system, a server that had the emotion chip built into it that was doing the emulation, and it was streaming it to your PlayStation. But I've heard with the PlayStation 5, they actually designed the system in a way that it has the ability to emulate everything going back to the first generation of PlayStations. But I don't know, because they didn't show up to their stupid thing. Xbox has no excuse, because Xbox has always been x86, because it was always based off of computer hardware. And their operating system has always been closely related to Windows, so there's no reason that they ever should have not had backwards compatibility other than they just didn't want to do it. The copy protections that were in place for the Xbox was in the BIOS itself. And the way that they got backwards compatibility to work, from what I remember reading, is they basically emulated the BIOS and how it boots games. It's been changed, obviously, for copy protection purposes. Right. But... It's basically running the Xbox 360 in sandbox mode on the Xbox One to run Xbox 360 games. Yeah, and it doesn't work for all the games, and that's ridiculous to me. And uh, the reason why it doesn't work on all the games, from what I understand, is one, nobody's putting the time into it, and two, the way that the developers made the games at the time were heavily reliant on consistency checks with the BIOS, which I don't believe is allowed as an emulation because once it's loaded into memory to load the game it's no longer something that's required to run so i'd rather have more resources to run the game rather than continuously do a disk check you know a crc check or a bios check you know however long the intervals were for that copy protection stuff yeah see that's what i'm saying is with this new gen that's coming out i personally believe that the biggest selling point would be backwards compatibility, making it actually work with all of the previous consoles, but that's just me. If GOG can figure out a way to get original Doom to work on my Windows 10 machine, then Sony can figure out a way to let me play Legend of Dragoon. Well, it's all dependent on if it's worth the cost for Sony to do something like that. I never and... got to finish that game. Every copy I tried, the Disc 4 transition broke. Every single one. Sony's business model 
isn't revolving around backwards compatibility. I don't think they ever had that in mind when PlayStation 3 came out with their cell processor. They genuinely believed and pushed forward that the cell processor had unlimited capabilities. It just depended on the game developers and the programmers to make that happen, which the only game development company that I know of that really took advantage of the cell processor was Naughty Dog. Now, with that game being released and talking to the developers, they said that was the biggest pain in the ass they ever had as far as developing a game on a machine. But they were able to figure out tricks and ways to make that processor do what it needs to do with a whole 64 megabytes of video memory. <laughs> from what I read from that, it was just like, you give this, you give the game developers this awesome processor with, you know, untapped potential, but you give them shit for video RAM to work with. So, yeah, yeah of course, some are going to try and utilize what the processing power of the damn thing can do. But if you only have 64 megabytes of video memory, did they just lose the foresight that, you know, there might be resolutions higher than 1080p that might be coming around the corner. <laughs> I'm hoping with the, at least with the PS5, well, with any of the new generation consoles, it's a no holds bar. You know, I'm a PC gamer at heart, but I'm not biased. I just want to have all the consoles have the flexibility to kind of open up a little bit more, make it easier on developers to get the games that they want to be made out there so that they're not just targeting one group of people, but everybody to where we're all enjoying the games, no matter what platform that we use. Because what it really comes down to is we just want our games, man. Yep. Yeah. I still think that backwards compatibility is a big deal right now. Because we want our games. Mainly because us as gamers, the current phase in gaming is nostalgia. So everybody wants to go back and play the games that they played 20 years ago. Obviously, new gamers don't give a shit about Final Fantasy VII or Legend of Dragoon or the games back then. But those of us in our like mid and late 30s and into our 40s, like all of them I talk to are always like, man, I wish I still had a console I could play that on. I've got the discs sitting in a bin at home, but I don't have a console to play them on. And I'd rather play those than any of the bullshit that's coming out today. So let me ask you this from a business perspective. So I hear you want to play an X game. Relive that nostalgia. If I can make that backwards compatible for you, are you willing to spend $60 for it? On the game? Yeah. It's 20 years old. But we figured out a way to make sure it's backwards compatible on this new next-gen console. Are you willing to pay $60 for that? Probably not, but... Get fucked. Because <laughs> we're not doing it. Like, if Sony was to go and do it... My take on it is a little different. My answer is, do I already own the game? Yeah. No, if I already own no, 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 the no, no, game... No, 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 It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Well, it, my answer changes. It doesn't matter if you own the game or not. I'm telling you that on your new fancy PS5 that I'm bringing to you from Sony, because we know you like new fancy things, if you really wanted to play that game from 20 years ago, would you spend $60 for it? Do I already own the game? It doesn't matter if you own the game or not. Will you spend $60 for that game? Let's put this into perspective. If I don't own the game, yeah, probably. Dude, I don't care. I am like this new young kid in Sony and we're making money. But if you already own the game, I could give a fuck less. I'm telling you right now, this game... But Sony's play. not getting money off of me buying the game. Sony's getting money off of me buying their console. And if I have a choice between an Xbox and a Sony PlayStation, and 
the PlayStation's going to let me play Legend of Dragoon that I have sitting on my shelf, I'm going to choose the PlayStation. It could be $100 more than the Xbox, but the fact that I get to go back and play some of my favorite old games, I can bust out Xenogears and Xenosagas, all three of the Xenosagas, I can finally beat Xenosaga 3. Yeah, I'm going to go with that option, even if I have to pay $100 more for the system. Am I going to go buy the game? That shouldn't matter to Sony because Sony doesn't make their money off the games. They make their money off the console sales and the peripherals. Right, but that's the mentality, though, all around, the encompassing thing. Is it worth yeah. spending the time and the money to make sure that that's a possibility? As long as 10 years I can- ago, I don't think it would have 10 years ago. Now, I think it would be worth the money. And a perfect example of that is the Final Fantasy VII remake. They're splitting that shit up into multiple games that are going to cost $60 each. And people are all about spending possibly two, $300 over the course of a couple of years to purchase Final Fantasy VII just so that they can play it again in HD. And then here I am. I'm like, I played the game several times, but it's in its original form. And I really could care less if it's graphically enhanced or not. Right. I would rather that my PlayStation 5 was able to play Final Fantasy VII discs that I have down in the bin in the basement (laughs) than go out and buy this new one. Final Fantasy X is another example. They went and they re-released Final Fantasy X on PlayStation 4, and it did amazing because people were like, I want to play Final Fantasy X, and I haven't been able to play it because I don't have a PS2 anymore. I do believe that Sony could make more money if they turned around and said, hey, our PlayStation is backwards compatible all the way to the PlayStation 1. I can't say the same thing for Microsoft because I can't really think of a whole lot in the Microsoft library that doesn't have an updated version of it already. Legacy of Kane. Yeah, but Legacy of Kane was available on PlayStation. You just said in the Xbox library. Yeah, still, I just like think back on it. Blue Dragon, maybe. I never beat Blue Dragon. Get a backwards compatible Xbox so I could beat Well, yeah, because Blue Dragon is available on the Xbox One. See, now I don't need to do that. I didn't know that it was available. on. Well, I'd have to buy it again on the Xbox One. Well, you wouldn't have to if you were there when it was free. I think I was, actually. I think I have it on my Xbox One. All right. I'll, t- I'll share a fun story of mine. The Xbox One wasn't a consideration for me to purchase because there was one game I really wanted to play. I still haven't finished, but I still plan on finishing it. And it was a game called Lost Odyssey. Oh, yeah. That game was a JRPG that was made by the same guys that did Final Fantasy VII, and I played it on Xbox 360, comes with multiple discs, and it was amazing. The story, everything about that game was fantastic for me. Just due to financial reasons growing up, I had to sell my Xbox 360, and I haven't had one since. A lot of people were calling out for backwards compatibility for video games, and Xbox was like, sure, we can do that. We can deliver on that. and most people that followed the Xbox history remembers that Xbox said they were going to have a Blu-ray player in the Xbox 360. Little did everybody know that Sony required licensing in order to use Blu-ray and Microsoft or Xbox rather really believed that HD DVDs were going to prevail and win over the entire market. So when Xbox 360s started coming out and they refreshed their version, they didn't come with Blu-rays, Blu-ray drives really pissed a lot of people off yeah i remember that so here we are with xbox ones and we're like dude we're totally gonna start working on the backwards compatibility library and i'm like okay well there's there's one game in particular with which is lost odyssey and i really want that game well i guess it's going to be a problem because mistwalker studios is no longer a thing 
And then I also want Blue Dragon, which is also made by the same company. And it's like, well, shit, I tell you what, these two games can become backwards compatible on this console. Then you don't have to ask me for my money. You already have it and I'll have an Xbox. Sure as shit. As soon as I knew that it hit the world and it was on Twitter, I went out and bought my Xbox One. (laughs) Yep. But then Lost Odyssey never came to the Xbox One, did it? Yeah, it did. Oh, okay. So Lost Odyssey and uh, Lost or Blue Dragon came at the same time. It was like a twofer, and I was the happiest kid alive. But that was for backwards compatibility. Those were the two games that carried over because the lineup of Xbox One wasn't really as good as it should have been. But having that backwards compatibility definitely held its weight for the system as a whole. Yeah, I'm looking at this here. It's the 360 version of both games. Is you can get it on the Xbox One. I can take my Xbox 360 copy of Blue Dragon, put it in my Xbox One, and be able to play it. So see, there you are. You're ready. You're ready to make that move. Yeah. Now, if Scarlet can do the same thing, to me, that's just the no-brain way of going, is just make everything backwards compatible, and as you're developing your new systems in the future, just keep it in mind that you need to have that ability. And now that they're on x86, as long as they stay on x86 and don't decide that they're going to run off and do another hardware experiment like the cell processor, which I don't think they will because I think they've figured it out. If you stay on x86, it makes everything, it makes the whole process easier. Getting developers is a lot easier when somebody can develop for the computer, the Xbox, PlayStation, the Switch all at the same time because the architecture is just the same across the board. And now that they're in x86, really all that has to happen is, okay, we've updated the BIOS, we've updated some firmware, but the operating system is basically the same thing. It's just an upgraded version. And that's how it should work. I'm not the one developing these consoles and maybe I'm completely wrong and there's no money in it whatsoever and it would be a total waste of everybody's time. But I think with the way that the market has turned toward nostalgia, now would be the time, it would definitely be the time to make it possible with backwards compatibility and then to have digital copies of all of those games available in the store so that you can make money off of people who are like, oh, my... Legend of Dragoon Disc 4 is all fucked up, so I can't play it, but I could buy it from their store and be able to play it that way. I totally would, too. Yeah, see? I can tell you right now, I would probably buy Chrono Trigger again. I would, too. I love that game. I think I've bought it, like, four different times now. Only four? There's some games that are just good enough, and I wouldn't even play it. I'd just buy it. I'd be like, oh, look, Chrono Trigger's for sale. Ah, bitches, I own it. Again. I got the disc right here, and I bought it with my PlayStation 3, and I bought it with my PlayStation 4, and I bought it for my DS. The one thing that gets me when it comes to bringing back things that are nostalgia, and I wish it was one of the things that developers kind of kept in the back of their heads, even with developing new games, is that some of these games were built on limitations of how big the game was. And not everybody had internet at the time or it wasn't as accessible as it is now. And these games were built and tested to have as few bugs as possible. One of the things that kills me these days about games is that I feel like bugs are getting overlooked. It's like, yes, we as gamers very appreciate features are there and things are fancy and flashy and everything like that. But I don't know if it comes to me with age or what, but skipping out on the bug fixes really drive me nuts. And 
DJ is going to laugh at me about this, but I've been, you know, playing a little bit of Rage 2 on and off. It was on a Steam cell like a couple of weeks ago or so. And I played the first one and I really didn't like it because of the lacking of story and the bugs that were in the game. But I played through it because I like first person shooters and I just really wanted to see what became of the game. Being disappointed in the story, I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I put a lot of time into it. There was a lot of good ideas in that game that could have made something great. I'm playing the second one and being the game that it is, I don't know if it's just a Bethesda thing. But it's holy- a Bethesda thing. <laughs> Probably a Bethesda thing. Whatever you're about to say, it's a Bethesda thing. It's Bugs City. Yeah. <laughs> Bethesda. So they should actually rename themselves to Bug Thesda. <laughs> now it kills me. It really does. This game graphically is more enhanced than the first one. It's more fast action, fast paced as the first one. You know, your person that you're playing now has vocalizations. So now that you're talking, you're interacting with the people in your world. But I'm not 45 minutes into the game and I use one of the features that that's part of the game to try and find one of the arc arc chests. I'll try not to ruin anything for anybody or any spoilers, but you have nanites that are in your blood. And if you use your glove feature thing, you can basically clench your fist kind of thing and it'll help you find things around the map. Well, I did that in one of the stronghold posts uh, and it decided to select a tire, like a stack of tires. I was like, wow, that's really dumb. Why is it selecting a (laughs) stack of tires? So I hit F, which is the throwback button. When you do this feature, you can also do things to push enemies back. When I hit F, I immediately killed 3 million mutants. 3 million. It pops up and says, congratulations, you've killed 3 million mutants, and it gave me a special skin for my gun. And I was like, wait, what? So I did an active replay with NVIDIA, because sometimes I like to record some really cool stuff, see if there's something I can do with the video later for fun purposes. But sure enough, it counts me as killing 3 million mutants at that particular time. And I'm like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. (laughs) Hmm. I select a tower of tires. I decide to do like a throwback to push them back. But instead of like, you know, destroying the world around me, it says that I killed 3 million mutants. So now my stats show that I've killed 3 million of them in the first 45 minutes of gameplay. It's a hell of a bug. And as I continue to play this game on and off, there's a bunch of other stuff that happens that I'm just like, I'm talking to an NPC and this NPC is trying to give me information, but this NPC is standing too close to the main storyline NPC character that you work with. So both of them are talking to me at the same time. And then it gets even better. (laughs) You're running and you're doing a mission and A big no-no for any game developer is to stop and freeze the fucking game to post a note that's half of your screen that says you need to do this. But if something is telling you something, like if there's an important story plot that you're trying to get across, you're supposed to pause that audio, not wait for the, the player to figure out where the hell their enter key is, because that is not natural to somebody that's playing on a fucking keyboard to hit the enter key and then that that message gone. Because it was playing in the background because you totally stole a 100% focus to point out, did you know that if you do this, you can blah, 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 and then hit the enter key. And then all that, all that the person was talking to you is finished talking. But 
you don't know what he said. It's gone. Hmm. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. I do care about the story, but apparently it wasn't that important. Or maybe it was. Apparently Bug Thesda didn't care. That shit has got to stop, okay? People are making games with like 512 kilobytes of memory or some shit for like Pokemon. And yes, it's all text-based, but they didn't fuck it up. And the bugs that were in the game, you actually had to go find them. It wasn't something that you just accidentally run into. They actually made sure the game worked 100% before it shipped because there was no fucking way they were going to get to the internet on a Game Boy to patch something that was wrong with the game. Yeah, Pokemon, there were bugs in the game, but you had to go out of your way and jump through hoops to get the bugs to trigger. I remember those. You gotta go to this place, and you gotta do this specific task, and then maybe it'll do it. Yeah, the bugs were elaborate. Like, you actually had to follow step by step in order to cause a bug to happen. There's a bug where you can duplicate all of your items in this one slot. Yeah, like with Diablo and its dupe bug. I remember that one. But that's what I miss. It was very specific. You actually had to go out of your way to make this bug happen. Not trying to enjoy playing the game like a normal human being and it's fucking bug city. Stop it. Game developers, if you're listening to me, big game studios, please stop fucking around. Fix your goddamn bugs before you release the game. You make too much goddamn money. And yes, I am appreciative of features and cool effects and whatnot, but for fuck's sake, fix your goddamn bugs just because we have internet. (laughs) Yes, we all have internet and we can download patches all goddamn day long, but... I want to play my game. I don't want to spend eight hours patching it. Exactly. And Bethesda, actually release a fucking patch for your games. Come on. You know, I had a funny dream the other day that Bethesda made an announcement that they decided to take the year off from game development and just sit there and patch bugs all year. So that meant back on the day when, like, you know, the original Fallout series to, you know, Fallout 3, Fallout 4, New Vegas. You know, they just went through their entire library and fixed everything. I was just like, oh my god, that would be so amazing if that happened in real life. Problem with that is Bethesda doesn't have any developers who know how to do troubleshooting on bugs. Yeah, the other thing I was going to talk about was Wing Commander. I've never played it. I'm not going to talk about that now because I think we're good on time. Oh, then I do pretty good on that rant about video games. <laughs> Well, between that and death and marriages, and I think I got plenty to work with this week. Oh, yeah. Next week is another free-for-all recording. Next week is a scheduled free-for-all. Yeah. This one, we just couldn't find a topic, so we just free-for-alled it. Next week was the scheduled free-for-all recording. Then, oh, look at the one after that. Do you see what that is? No, because I'm not looking at the one note right now. Jupiter Ascending. So we got two weeks to watch that pile of garbage i'll probably watch it a few times what is wrong with you there's a reason why i voted that first well it won with a landslide there were like 40 something votes on it yeah but number one was me i kicked it off about that time our poll for the next one will be up i guess i should double check to make sure that the next poll will be between ninja assassin and dungeons and dragons i never even heard of ninja assassin oh you know since we're watching Jupiter Ascending, we might as well watch another Wachowski classic. You've never watched Ninja Assassin, really? Oh, no, I have seen that. I didn't realize that that's what it was, but yeah, I've watched it. One of the people who voted on our thing actually wants me to stream my watching of Jupiter Ascending. j doesn't count. No, it wasn't J-Row. j didn't vote on it because he was busy with his... I know, it was... Uh... 
our friend Mr. Fish. Yeah, Mr. Fish. I like that. <laughs> uh, that's one of little dude's old nicknames, but it works so much better for this guy. Anywho, I guess that's a see you later, dudes. Later, dude. See you guys later. Alrighty, that's this week's Dudes Cast. Thank you for swinging by and come on by again to see what crazy ideas we come up with next week. Head over to facebook.com slash dudesfromalteria or reddit.com slash r slash dudesfromalteria. Give us a like or follow. Or head over to dudesfromalteria.com. Look at our merch and drop us a suggestion for where we could go from here. We have a Patreon at patreon.com slash dudesfromalteria. Maybe drop us $2. Or go for our new tier 2, which gives you the power to recommend movies for us to cover in the future. Have a good weekend. See you later, dudes. Dude Link terminated.